0: What's up, y'all? It's your boy. Watch this. Give me a beat! You're listening to the Afrobeats Podcast. Garden and table content inspired by culture and soul. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Chris from Afrobeats, back at again, and you're listening to the Afrobeats Podcast. Today, I just wanted to jump in and give a little intro for our special guest today. We had a couple technical problems in the beginning of the podcast, but that's okay. Uh, Some great quality, some great audio in there, so just take a listen. Today, we have two special guests in the building. We have two Afro-Dominican chefs whose mission is to help make including vegan options into your diet easier, fun, and affordable, all with a Latino twist. Through their business, Coco Verde Vegan. They make every meal count while not straying too far away from the flavors and the roots they grew up with. The first question I asked our guest today is, how did you become a vegan chef? You know, what what is your, your origin story? How did everything come to be? And so when we get into this episode, we jump right into that question. So without further ado, we want to welcome to the show Cecilia and Ivano. Stay tuned.
1: I mean, even so, even like way back, Ivanoyan. So, Ivanoyan is a trained chef. He went to La Cordon Bleu and. Oh,
0: um, fancy. He,
1: he, yeah, it's very fancy. <laughs> um, he has been cooking in high end restaurants for a really long time, almost 10 years, and has been working in the hotel industry in general for probably almost closer to 15 years. Um, and so, when we met, I've always really loved cooking. I grew up cooking with my grandmother and my mother. Oh um and so that's always been a really big part of our relationship a lot of our like, a lot of our favorite like moments together have really for me at least have been very food oriented and so just you know experimenting and trying and um and all that stuff and so that's been really sweet um and then when Ivana was born that was really it was a really pivotal moment um i feel like for a lot of parents it's just it really makes you evaluate everything that you're doing <laughs> yeah. because you really you want to do what's best for your kid and you want to make the best choices for your family and all of that and so um in respect to food when we were transitioning her into um solid foods when we when she was about six months old that was really the point in time where we were like okay like well what are we going to do like these, this is it like we're going to be setting the foundation mm. it Felt like a really big moment and right at that time my friend had who's vegan and my cousin who's vegan they had been sending me you know videos and just um articles and things like that and i really i took the time to kind of um just dig into it a little bit and literally it was like a 180 and i like i just told went when i was like okay we're gonna go vegan and yeah. he's just like
2: <laughs> that's when i got real i was like okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> was
2: like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like oh god so, <laughs> yeah. That's it. yeah he was like what is
1: going on so grown-up yeah. but um we just started i started experimenting i started looking up things on pinterest and mm-hmm. like oh it like, looks really cool and let me try this let me try that and he started trying what i was making too and like and really started loving it um but then it was very much like we couldn't find any authentic Dominican recipes mm. easily, and so that's really what pushed us so it was just kind of like all right well I don't want I I miss these flavors I want these flavors I remember having this moment of like am I never gonna eat a pastelito ever again like mm. am I never like you know I was like this was like distraught like, what is that yeah. for
0: people who don't know
1: yeah but thank you that mm. so a pastelito is um like a savory turn turnover. so mm-hmm. I like, can think of you know, Jamaican patties, or even like samosas. I feel like every culture has a, a, their own um, yeah. kind of one. So they are, they're either circle shaped or um, half moon shaped. And they're delicious. And they're filled with lots of different things. So traditionally, they're filled with either cheese, um, beef or chicken and then there's like all these different varieties that come off of that mm-hmm. um and i just like remember from a kid, I, used, I loved having like the cheese ones with ketchup on it even though i really like you like the beef and the chicken ones yeah and the, yeah. You know, like different flavors of them yeah. but it's just but it's just such a you know something that you grow up eating you go to the corner store and you get you know or you go to the stand and you get your pastelito and so it's just little things that were but they're so big and so impactful um, mm-hmm. that that we were like, oh my god, are we going to be missing out on all this stuff? And that's when we started experimenting, and that's like really where Coco Verde was born. It was just kind of like, all right, well, let's just try it out. Like, we're really missing these pastelitos. Mm-hmm. Let's see, like, what we can do with lentils. Let's see what we can do with black beans. Let's see what we can do with jackfruit. And little by little, just um, we started posting things. Yeah. Um, the and- flavors that
2: were amazing, mm-hmm. like, and stuff and every single time we we're like wow like, this is like this is amazing like i yeah. don't you know it just taste like the real thing but you know do, do you just feel better yeah. at the end of the day you know yeah i think
1: that was the yeah. really good time it was like eating the delicious foods and like the flavors that were so familiar to us but then feeling so good honestly, right. i'm sure you've had that experience where you like you know, like the, the difference where you like you eat something that's mm-hmm. like meat, cheese-heavy, like you can remember back then, mm-hmm. and and just feeling like oh, like so right,
2: uh, right.
1: or whatever after the meal, and then on this side of things, like eating plant-forward dishes, um, you know, really incorporating lots of that stuff in your diet, and just feeling really great all the time, and so
0: absolutely. Like, the,
1: a big shift yeah.
0: for us <laughs> yeah i think real good food like actually makes you feel better when you get it like it, it should be healing you it should be like giving you energy giving you life you know instead of like dragging it down so i know exactly what you're talking about do you remember like your first like experiment like gone bad like in the kitchen like what was that oh that's a good
1: question what was it?
0: because of- I remember for was- me personally, I was like making like pizza one time and it was just the worst thing in the world. It's like a break. It was like awful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, think- I think our first one was the, the avocado lemon
1: pesto.
2: Do you remember?
1: Oh yeah, the first time we tried to do it, it came out so bad.
2: Yeah.
1: It was just because we tried to do it like a pesto, regular pesto, and it was like a lot of oil. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot because of the oil from the avocado we just like mm. didn't it correctly and so it just came out like super it was not great but then but then when we redid it again it was just like it, it came out really nice yeah. i think the other thing i think what i was thinking about was the time that we tried the jackfruit we got a jackfruit from the supermarket
2: a big
0: one?
1: not a big one yeah, like the big actual
0: one. Like, like yeah exactly yeah. i was
1: like oh like why not let's just get this jackfruit mm. from the supermarket And so we crack it open and we go to cook with it, not remembering that the jackfruit that we use in the can is like the young, not ripe Mm. in water Mm. and the fruit, it was actually ripe. And so I was like trying to make, I was trying to make like buffalo chicken or something with the shredded jackfruit and it was just, it was like this sticky, Uh, sweet, smelly, (laughs) (laughs) so gross.
2: It was meaty, but it was, like, yeah.
1: sweet. <laughs> so we might, that that was a good lesson to learn. And so we were like, all right, we'll use the rest of this gin- ginormous jackfruit for, like, uh, uh, smoothies and like that. So yeah. this, that was a <laughs> good lesson to learn. I mean, it goes great with mango. It does,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Blend
2: it together, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm curious from, like, a chef's standpoint. Like, how do you guys test these recipes but also still bring out this, like, amazing content? Like, do you have, like, a process that you do? Like, what does that look like?
1: I think for us creatively we
2: think we we go by curiosity like we yeah. just start talking about it like oh what mm-hmm. about to try this mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then we just hands on mm-hmm. right away like we mm-hmm. just try it yeah
1: yeah and i think i mean we're always like we just we both just love food so we're like talking about food all the time so we have mm-hmm. like a running list in our notes we have like a shared note in our mm-hmm. phones that we're like we'll we'll add like oh like what about this or what about that or you know different things and i think also just letting the process unfold on its own and like having the idea but also being open to what happens and being able to adjust um like i don't know if you saw our stories the other day that i was going to make i was going to make something originally Mm. i went in the kitchen with this idea of making these um kind of asian inspired gingery uh collard green wraps Mm. because we have collard greens and they were about to go but i had already um Stewed them and made them kind of smoky, and I had already put them in soup, and so I wanted to do something else. I was like, "Oh, let's do collard green wraps," but then I didn't have any. It turned out that we didn't have any ginger. It turned mm. out that like you know, there were like a couple of obstacles there, so we're just kind of like, "All right, well, let's just see like what we have and what we can work with." And so this idea, this one idea that we had, turned like 360, and we ended up doing um, stewed what we what was like a kind of a play on a dish called borioli mm-hmm. Um that people make a lot in the Caribbean, like Puerto Rican, Dominican. Um, it's like a stewed chicken dish, but we did it with mushrooms. Mm. And I had been reading a book and then the book it had talked about, it was this like little this young Dominican woman. She's like 17 in the book and she had, she's an aspiring chef. And she added collard greens to her. Posados. I'm like, well, let me add collard greens to this, you know, whatever it is that we're making over here with yeah. the, with the portobello mushrooms. And it turned out really good. I, I mean, we loved it. Uh, so I think a lot of it, too, is having that, the ideas, be, being open to letting the process unfold the way that it, it might mm-hmm. on its own. And, um, and yeah, I think that's, that's really been, been it for us, trying to balance those all yeah. those things. I
2: think that like, we start on traditional recipes, but we go above that. Yeah, okay. I, think, I think humanity goes forward when you... Go a little farther, you
1: know. When you try new things, kind of push the button a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people are
0: just afraid to fail too. Like, you know, yeah. it's so much like curiosity. Like we lose that like childhood like wonder of like, oh, what if I could do this? What if
1: I could do that? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. yeah. yeah, no, i he's definitely. He's the one, and I have to hold myself back sometimes. So I can be Virgo, very Type A. Sometimes I can be mm-hmm. a little bit critical, mm-hmm. and even I will have these like weird ideas, like <laughs> like weird flavors that I would never think to put together. And I'm yeah. like, in my mind, I'm like, like, I don't know about that. But like, you just have to, sometimes you just have to try it and like, and see. And if it, even if it doesn't work, sometimes that can be the spark of another idea or another process yeah. or something else. And so I think it's, it's just, um, for me, a lot of it has been learning to be more open to that and um, more curious, I think, mm-hmm. too and cooking is a lot easier than baking like cooking there's there are many times you can save the dish you can like change things up and it, it'll oh, be sure. okay Bye. baking not so much <laughs> right, right <now>. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah
0: so i think that's
1: the other thing too is that it's pretty forgiving so you can weasel yeah. it out and still have something edible on the other side
0: yeah with, with bacon once you know the rules like you can break them a little bit but you can't go too far off the <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. be careful pushing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. so i was curious about you guys uh dominican heritage especially like afro you know dominican heritage because I feel like Afro, the, the term Afro-Latina is still kind of like new in the whole scheme of it. I'm curious, mm-hmm. like, how does what you do reflect that heritage? And what do you think about the state of like Afro-veganism in, in that space?
1: Absolutely. I think the food scene in the Dominican Republic is so fascinating and something that we're, we're also really excited to explore more for ourselves. Um, a lot of folks don't know, the very complex history of the Dominican Republic, including, so first, like, we're thinking about, you know, the indigenous population that was there, um, colonization through Spain, the slave trade, and African um, enslaved folks being brought over, and then just the very, um, the diversity that kind of sprung out from that, from very complicated histories, right? So thinking about Trujillo and his um, policies encouraging um, Middle Eastern folks to immigrate um, Jewish, the, lots of Jewish folks in, um, in the Dominican Republic as well. The Dominican Republic, my Japanese dad, as well. Japanese as well, Chinese as well. Lebanese. Lebanese. Uh, my, my dad um, described the Dominican Republic as a melting pot, very similar to the way that the U.S. is, but it's not thought of like that. Like if you were to ask somebody right. in the Dominican Republic, they wouldn't, they wouldn't talk about it like that. It's very, much, it's very much focused on the Taino, African and Spanish heritage, but really t- talked about as like those three in one and the mixture that comes from those three in one. And so for me, it's been really interesting. Um, and I don't know what your thoughts are specifically on this. But it's just very interesting to talk about that and to be able to lift up some of those um, very African inspired dishes, like thinking about mangu and like the history of that mm. really fufu thinking about, um, you know, just all of those influences that are, that oftentimes people think of much more like, oh, this is like the product of the mixing, but it's like, no, like, let's be able to talk about this and talk about the Afro history and talk and be able to lift that up and and honor that and talk about the the beautiful um, blackness in our culture. I think that that um, it's a complicated conversation. I think it's, um, it's still a difficult conversation for a lot of folks, in my opinion.
0: I'm, I'm sure. I think it, a lot of it is just like you don't see a lot of like Afro-Latinos or Indigenous, you know, Latinos in the the media, and so yeah. the less people see it, the less they're like, oh, that's not even like people like denounce that it's even a thing sometimes. And I'm like, no, like this happened, you know, and that's so. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you're able to like bridge between other cultures, because I feel like when you talk about the Caribbean and African culture, you can see so many similarities, like from like the foods to, I mean, like, you know, when you think about culture crops, like okra and like plantains, all those are used like across the board. Like that had to come from yeah. somewhere. So.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> other places that you see? Yeah. Like, uh, like, like the influence of, uh, of, African descendants is, like, huge, 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 I would say, because, like, there's so many things, like, um, like, the, the base of the Dominican day by day usually is, like, African, like, culture, you know, like, plantains and stuff. The
1: libre, root vegetables.
2: Like, yeah. most of the fruit like, you know, most, most of the working class in the yard, that's, that's, like, there. By day, day by day, eating you know, mm-hmm. yeah, the staples, and uh, it's like undeniable, like the influence of Africa in the Dominican Republic, you know. Mm-hmm. Right cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, curious, I got, about the business side of what you guys do. Um, mm-hmm. How did you guys make that transition to becoming, like, the full-time chefs? Or I don't know if you're full-time, but what were you doing before, I guess, you made that transition from, oh, we're just creating something in the kitchen to, like, we're actually going to go out in the community and serve the community?
1: It was definitely, I would say, we were pushed or felt mm-hmm. the push mm-hmm. or the pull. I don't know yeah. <laughs> which one it is, a push or pull. But it's very much, like, so we started – Ivana mean, and I have been talking about just like, I mean, talking about creating stuff together for a long time, mm-hmm. but it just, yeah. we didn't know exactly what it was going to be for a while. Mm-hmm. And then when we decided to uh, go plant based, that was really like, oh, like, well, maybe this is something. Maybe we have something here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so then from there, it was just a lot of experiments. And I would post them on my personal Instagram, and my friends would be like, oh, can I have the recipe? Blah, blah, blah. So was very much like, oh, okay. So there's a, an interest in this too. It's not just us. Like, it would be worth it to put something together. So we mm-hmm. decided to put, that's when we decided to create Coca-Cola and then create the blog and create the Instagram and create a presence. Um, and the plan was very much to blog for a while, like a few years, that was like the plan. We just wanted to blog for a little bit. I still, at that time I was a first year PhD student. I'm mm-hmm. still finishing up. and working on my dissertation right now. Mm-hmm. Even though I was also working full time, and so it was very much like we have a lot on our plate right now. Let's just start with this, like
2: yeah. at this
1: level, you know, and that will be what we do for a little while and then we'll grow. But it was almost immediate. I would say probably within the month of us starting, people had asked, like, do you all cater? Like, can I order food? Can I do this, like mm-hmm. kind of that? And we were like, I mean, it's not like it's, we could, We like, why not? And so we had that conversation of like, well, maybe we should just rise to the challenge and maybe this is a really cool opportunity for us. And so from there, we very much, so kind of just catapulted us um, from there. So like really thinking about doing the research, getting our permits, getting um, in contact with the commissary kitchen and all of that. And so um, that happened it'll be two years ago in August that we like really officially started catering, which is really yeah. exciting. Congratulations. And
0: thank
1: you, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we're hoping Well, if, you know, a few months ago, we are really thinking about doing like a really cool anniversary party and plated dinner and all that stuff. And hopefully we'll be able to, we'll see what happens with, um, you know, the climate and all of that by mm-hmm. then. But, um, yeah, it's just been a, a really cool ride. We're still not full time, but something that we're hoping to do in the future. But we're just really excited. I think that um, it's just been a huge blessing to be able to share our, our ideas with folks. I think it's like there's no better feeling in the world than like being able to share our food and have people be like so excited about it or like love it so much. Like I remember we just we had Ivana's birthday party right before quarantine happened yeah. and uncle who's like he's a hunter he's like you know so we'll never be vegan in this life like right. type of thing And we had an all-vegan birthday party for ivana and he was like i just hurt myself twice like this was so good i really loved it blah, blah blah and so it's just like you know being able to be a part of people's lives like that i think it's just so special to us and like and just the fact that what we're doing really resonates with people is really cool for me and so we're excited to see, to move forward. We just finished up a, cup, a business um, class with this program called E for All. Mm-hmm. And, entrepreneurship for all. Um, and we've got some like really amazing information and um, a lot of really cool stuff. Um, and, and a lot of a really amazing cohort from that too. So we're excited and have the tools to be able to take our, our business to the next level and just excited for things to settle down so we can put things into place.
0: Absolutely. I was going to ask you, like, how has your business changed since you know the coronavirus and everything? And how are you kind of doing your part to help the community through your what you do?
1: Absolutely. I think for us, it's been really difficult because um, everything, all everything except for essential businesses are closed here in Massachusetts. Mm, so, thankfully, our kitchen is still open, and so we've been thinking about. Um, creating prepared meals and being able mm-hmm. to deliver prepared meals. Um, but it's really been, and we've been a, a lot of us have, has been like in conversation, like thinking about the risk of it versus, mm-hmm. you know, like how best to help. And I think for us, um, our best help really right now has been continuing to post recipes and, right. and you know, to like engage with folks and um, and chat with folks. And I know a lot of people are also strapped for money because like there's so many people that are out of work right now and depending on um unemployment or, or trying to work from home and all that stuff and so also being able to um share some experience that we're working on in the kitchen with what we have um i think has, has been um helpful to others
2: yeah I yeah i think it has been like really challenging and uh, i think like our best approach is like Reposting our social media platform because people spend a lot of time in their homes, you know. Yeah. So the, they like do stuff like to keep them like you know busy and entertain and you know go mm-hmm. learn stuff. And for us, like it makes more sense like to do that, you know, to show people different good mm-hmm. recipes, different ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think like we create like more engagement and. For our point of view like we help more our community our community like doing that you know mm-hmm. that's yeah our thought.
0: i think that's super <laughs> important like i feel like this is the great time to like learn some new skills like like you we were saying earlier bread baking uh, i mean just trying new things why not and a lot of those recipes that i think that you guys post which i love um could be a lot less expensive than if they were getting like meat products and stuff like that can you talk Absolutely. a little bit about like some of that, some ways you can save money through this lifestyle?
1: Absolutely. So I think, I mean, the dry, like dried food and veg in, in general, like the dried beans, <laughs> like a lot of those like staples that we use, black beans, for example, red beans, the nuts, like things like that. Um, a lot of folks will tell me like, well, isn't the vegan lifestyle so expensive? And I think like, yes, it can be if you're really focusing on the replacements, right. like, The vegan ice creams the beyond burgers like vegan cheeses like prepared cheeses because i think that there are so many ways that you can do that you can create a lot of that stuff at home like there are delicious black bean burger recipes that you can do at home that are like so much cheaper and you can make so many more of them um so really it's more in that sense it's more of a time investment like really being able to um you know take a little bit of time to find the recipe or or like prepare soak the beans or like whatever it is I think Mm -hmm. that um it's a just a change and I think that that was a a reframe in thinking and I think that was really the biggest for me in terms when I was transitioning I think that was the hardest part was like that reframe of like not thinking about what I can't have thinking Mm -hmm. about what I'm opening my diet up into and Mm -hmm. all the possibilities that I'm focusing on now Instead of focusing on these like four different meat products or whatever it is, um, and I think that that's been really that's been the exciting part too. So I think it's like definitely more affordable. Um, you know, we it's we have a lot of like really great fresh things in our vegetable and our um, refrigerator, thank goodness. But um, we also have like a lot of really cool like just dried stuff or canned things in our pantry that are um, really affordable and um, work really well. I would say.
0: yeah Yeah, i think it's important too to realize like the power of like vegetables and like fruits and things like that like i've been kind of transitioning like when i first started my vegan journey and when i post things like that i really started at first with like oh this is a burger this is vegan this vegan that and then i was like i don't have to do that anymore you know i could just make the recipes like no this is an eggplant based this or that and you know let that be the star of the show because you can do so much things with vegetables and is so good.
1: And the the flavor. Like I think that that's mm-hmm. the other thing that I think about vegetables and they're like they think of it as a side mm-hmm. and they think of it as like bland. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it is it's it's as bland as you make, you make it. it. Like, yeah. you're, you know, mm-hmm. not seasoning it or, you know, I mean, i say that, but at the same time, like I love I do love fresh like fresh raw vegetables. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like it's a both and but um I think that vegetables are just they're so beautiful and so delicious mm-hmm. I think that um I don't know we've been I taught or trained to to not think of them that way um mm-hmm. it's like that it's another reframe I think of just really understanding how delicious it can be um mm-hmm. uh, focusing on those things for sure yeah
2: vegetable of all like it just bring life it's like you see all the yeah, colors sure. mm-hmm. all the textures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro, you can eat it like Mm -hmm. partially cooked you can even eat it overcooked and you can still eat it you know Mm -hmm. Uh, having like vegetables like it's it's like the best thing like like if you see it from the point of view as a foodie like you're never gonna be satisfied with vegetables like because there's so many things that you can do like Mm -hmm. it's like unbelievable
0: yeah. yeah, there's there's what like 40,000 over 40,000 edible vegetable bikini or something like that. It's kind of crazy. It's like plants
1: it's wild, wild. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the other thing that's been fascinating me and I've been super into lately is just like the um nature that kind of um thought process of the nature, nature letting you know what fruits and vegetables are good for based on their shape and what they mm-hmm. look like. Carrot when you slice it and you really look at it, it looks like an eye and like your, and carrots really do support
2: right. your eye. Mm-hmm. Like
1: when you um, slice open a, an avocado, it kind of looks like a uterus and like mm-hmm. avocado is really good for uterine health too. And it's just like those things That's... have been so, yeah, yeah and nice too. Yeah, for your
0: brain. <laughs>
1: so, so it's just so fascinating to me, I think, to see um, and to really pay attention to that
0: yeah absolutely i've loved seeing your uh your like journey to like slowly like start gardening and like getting stuff out there i'm sure that has to do with like you guys always be in the kitchen is like how can i get the freshest ingredient possible so what has yeah. that journey been like since i checked in with you last time how's that oh, been? That,
1: that gardening is like a game changer you know this it's yeah. just
2: like
1: uh. it's just <laughs> my so when i growing up my dad um once my parents bought their house when I was probably like nine or 10. Um, When we had the yard, they, they started putting um, a garden in the yard. And so it was very much like my mom would be like, go do the salad for dinner. And I would like Mm -hmm. go out to the yard and like pick the lettuce and pick Mm -hmm. the tomatoes Mm -hmm. and like have cucumbers and like all this stuff. And so it was just, I just remember it just tasting so delicious and so amazing. Mm Um, and Ivan, I had a very similar experience too. Um, his family in the Jamaica Republic, his grandfather used to own a farm. And so he has mm-hmm. told me so many stories about just, you know, wandering through the fields and like being able to pick things right up the trees and all that stuff. And so just having that deep connection with, um, with what you're eating, I think is really, really important. Mm-hmm. And so we, once we had um, the whole regardening process started, when we moved back in with my parents, Mm-hmm. Um, um well, three years ago, and so like that first summer we did a whole bunch of um it kind of reignited there because they had stopped doing the garden once we had moved out mm-hmm. all, all the kids, itself. and so us moving back in and being interested in gardening and kind of getting back into it reignited their their like love for it too, and so it was a really cool process of my dad showing me what he had been doing um all those years and just learning a little bit more and just. You know those first few things like the lettuce is like one of the first things that that grows so quickly and so just picking those mixed greens out of the dirt it's just i was like i have never tasted a better tasting piece of like lettuce in my life mind-blowing you're like if you've never experienced it i feel like you're kind of like what like or maybe you don't really get it but it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like you know like it's just it's delicious like the flavor like it has Delicious taste to it that you don't associate with lettuce. You think lettuce is like this plain thing because we're so used to eating something that has been picked weeks ahead of time, and so it's a different experience when you're actually being able to harvest things that you've grown yourself and cultivated yourself. And so now that we we just bought our first house um, last year, and so we're so excited to be able to. Um, do that again in a different space in a new space and um so we just started planting some stuff we have a lot of our herbs have popped up now which is so exciting I keep checking on them and Ivana is like super into it he's like I talk to them because someone told me a long time ago if you talk to your plants like they're happier and so I talk to them a lot and so now I'll catch her saying like good job little babies yeah yeah like, how, like, you know, being very gentle with them, is so adorable. Um, but yeah, it's been, um, we're so excited to, for this year and for, to be able to do gardening again in, in our space.
0: Well, tell Ivana I talk to my plants too. I've, I read a bedtime story to my seedlings last night, so I'm hoping <laughs> they do all right. It's real, it's
2: real.
0: I think it works. Well, <laughs> thanks again for having y'all on. I think we're gonna wrap up soon, but I thought we end with the rapid fire round if you guys are for it. Let's do it. All right, so the rules, the only rules is you answer as fast as you, you can. That's the only okay. rule you can, all right? Yeah, uh, we can ask questions
1: you can answer a question answer as fast
0: yeah, as you can. All right. all right, so what is your culture's favorite dish? And I can get an answer from each of you. That's the first one. What is your culture's favorite dish?
1: I would say lavandera dominicana, yeah. arroyo, like, carne, like rice beans and, and maybe I'll say beef. Um, but that's like the typical, that's called, it's called lavandera, like the mm-hmm. black, the Dominican,
2: mm-hmm. like, like the rice beans and,
1: and the, I, yeah, that's what I would say, that's what
2: you say. Yeah, right. that's, that's my thought too. Like Dominican, that's, that's a thing every single day. I go. Every single day. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe yeah. some ice, ice to go yeah. with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay uh if you were a vegetable what
2: would you be and why
1: if i was a vegetable what would i be and why yes i would be or vegetable
2: specifically i will be a carrot
1: though I I
2: yeah why, well, why a carrot well i carrot like you know it's so vibrant and have so much color mm-hmm. you know and i just the things going out and then it's full of purity and color like on
1: the inside mm-hmm. when it came out it's a beautiful thing It's true yeah i love that <laughs> i think i would be a brussels sprout because i feel like i just didn't really get to appreciate them as a kid and then mm-hmm. now i love them and i feel like they're just so good roasted in a sauce oh, like, yeah. so, you know everything I love we
0: were like we were lied to at a young age they said they were <laughs> us. oh they're so good they're so good <laughs> All right. Next question. If you could grow an infinite amount of any food or plant in the world, what would it be? Avocado. Avocado, yeah. easily. Oh, Easy. It's <laughs> just finally. a go-to. Yeah, finally, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which culture, this is the hard one, which culture has the best food besides uh, Dominican? Food.
1: I think probably Middle Eastern. I really like Middle Eastern food.
0: Middle Eastern food. Okay.
1: Besides Latino food or Dominican food, what do you think is the best food? I like Japanese food.
2: Though. Okay.
0: Japanese food. Interesting. Okay.
2: Japanese.
1: Yeah. I love Japanese. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: Japanese food. they just eat everything like So, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I would say French, but I think French is way. <laughs> yeah. Way it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs>
0: It's like all encompassing, like all cooks, their techniques and stuff. So, yeah, the Japanese, I will say my
2: favorite, they they do some good foods. They do some good foods, yeah.
0: All right, (laughs) and then the last, last question in five words or less, what does it mean to to be a part of the
2: African diaspora? Oh,
1: in five words or less. Like Does it have to be a sentence or just words? No, nah,
0: it could be a, a chain of words. doesn't even have to be a sentence. Yeah.
1: Okay, awesome. I, I'm nervous. I, you nervous. I would say, I think I have my five. I think I would say delicious, first mm-hmm. and foremost. I like that. I would say beautiful. I would say loving. I would say three. I would say unity and I would say um, power. I love that.
2: I will say courage, innovation, mm-hmm. uh, care, mm-hmm. um, and social justice. Social justice. I like
0: yeah. it. That's two. Yeah. Nice, all right. Hey, that's it. Honestly, I think you guys have done it the best out of all the guests I've had on. Back to the room, <laughs> quick and
1: concise. Yeah.
0: Y'all are on it, so y'all y'all are first place so far.
1: We're <laughs> right, we <We're laughs>
2: right.
0: uh, All right, well. Thank you so much. I pre-
1: we finally got to do this. Yeah. So I know, fun.
0: I know. We're gonna have to do a, a part two at, at some point. I feel like I have so much I still wanna ask you guys, but time is limited. I-
1: love to we I should do, I we do like a live together or like mm-hmm. a cooking something together So
0: yeah. you know? like uh we could do one of those like muck bombs together or like cooking demo. <laughs> absolutely and i'm always i was just in boston actually not too long ago for a trip yeah i went i wanted to visit you guys but i didn't have any like time or anything so
2: yeah,
1: um, yeah. Sometimes uh, when you I get it when you go yeah. to the places, like your yeah. schedule like yeah. from morning to night. Yeah. But next time you find yourself around here, definitely I know. doors open.
0: Definitely, definitely. Are you guys still? Uh, do you guys still do stuff at Haymarket every now and then?
1: Uh, we do every now and then, and we're, hmm. but we're also in we're in Lowell now, and so okay. just a, the it's Boston. A bit. And, yeah, so we're we are focusing much more in the Merrimack Valley. Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah, we're super excited to be here it's just been like really we've like really loved this transition and i Mm -hmm. think we're getting ready um hopefully this summer too for our second year anniversary we'll be able to launch our cookbook
0: awesome that's exciting
1: yeah i'm so
0: pumped uh well you got your first customer right here i'll definitely grab that yeah uh why don't you shout out all your social medias all your platforms where people can find you
1: Absolutely. We are at Coco Verde Vegan across the board. CocoverdeVegan.com, Coco Verde Vegan on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We're also on LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, join us. Awesome. Um, we, we just, we love our community and we would love for you all to be a part of it as well.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And Thank right. you yeah. You're really like
1: good
0: so. uh, No problem. I'm, I'm trying. I moved to a new space. So I got a wall back here. So we'll, we'll see I where it Rachel, goes.
1: Yeah. I like
0: it. I, I'm trying to be professional out here, so we'll see. I love
1: it. We're succeeding.
0: <laughs> All right, y'all. Talk to you later. Talk bye. to you later. <laughs> bye Well, that's it for today, y'all. That's it. That's that's a wrap. So go ahead and go to iTunes, you know, give your boy five stars, throw a little comment in there. We're trying to get better each and every week. So if you're feeling your boy, go ahead and take care of that. Share this podcast with your fellow foodies and gardeners, and I'll talk to y'all next week. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And
2: remember, keep moving to the beat of your own drum. Talk to you later, fam. Peace.